We are live hey. from Nubian Human in the Anacostia Art Center in historic Anacostia, Southeast Washington, D.C. And this is the Neighborish Livecast. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Super Dave, a.k.a. Mr. Incredible. And Super. with me, as always, is our resident feminine energy. Fruit A.k.a. Miss Coming In Hot. Coming in hot. AKA Miss Butter Pecan. Butter Pecan. <laughs> Patrice Fruitfit. Jones, how are you? Fruitfit. Always good to see you. Uh, how was your weekend? Uh, it was great. Relaxing. Didn't do too much. Okay. Good, good, good. And uh, holding it down at the end of the table, right beside her, hey. is the one and only DC's native son. Hey. The SC3 representer. Representing. Jason. Hey. How's it going, sir? Going well, Dave. Did you have a good weekend? I did, man. Had a real good weekend. Thank That's you. That's good. What'd you do? Um, specifics. We, Get into specifics. I want to know specifically what you... No, I'm just messing with you. Well, you know, we did the CD United. You know, we did the uh, playback theater with the seniors. Oh, that's dope. That's so dope. it was real John good. Johnson. Yeah, John Johnson, Tamika John Love Johnson. Jones. Like, nice. yeah, doing what they do. Uh, helping the community out. It was real good, man. Had a good time. That's nice, nice, man. Yeah. I, um, I really appreciate like uh, what you do with that and uh, what all of y'all do with that, you know, helping the community, helping uh, folks that basically need that help, need that structure, need that uh, male influence in their life. So shout out to y'all and everything that y'all are doing, man, 100%. Thanks, Dave. And uh, yeah, so uh, we have a great show for you guys today because our guest today, the young lady seated directly to my right, uh, is uh, pretty awesome, and I'm going to tell you why. She was, you got notes, Dave? Yeah, yeah. Oh, here go the notes. Here we go. She was a published author when she was just nine years old. Since then, she has been the driving force behind multiple businesses and brands, uh, and all before the age of 18. And she, her current interest in animals has led her to pursue a career in veterinary science, here to talk about a number of, uh, a myriad of topics, give her thoughts and perspectives on a bunch of different things, is Gigi. How you Gigi. doing? Gigi. Welcome hey. to uh, the Neighborish Livecast. We just uh, sit around and talk stuff for, for about okay. an hour and a half. So yep. I appreciate you hanging out with us. Before we get into all the dope stuff that you're doing and talk to you um, about, uh, you know, your perspective about certain things, because we, because you know, we're all, we're all what, like uh, at a certain age. So I feel like we need to. Unspecified you know, age. Yeah, yeah, unspecified. We're not going to, you know, get into the specifics of it. But, uh, but yeah, I feel like uh, we need to in, interject some opinions and thoughts of, uh, of the youthful uh, 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 generation. I was trying to think of a better way to say that. But anyway. Okay. Uh, but before all that, there are a few things going on in, in the city, in the country, in the world that we need to talk about. And we're going to talk about it right now. Oh, yeah. So, what's going on, Dave? There you go. He was a little slow. Did you, you smoke something today? <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. So sure did. That's yep. his uh, excuse that. for That seems easier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can either move it closer or take it out like that there. And okay. Just hold on to I'm it. still like Yeah, it's up to you. Um, so, yeah, uh, the big topic that a lot of people have been talking about over the last uh, week or so um, has been... Well, besides, there's a few topics, but one of the main things I've, I've been hearing about Ice Cube and his uh, yeah, shout out to Ice Cube his contract with Black America. And so, going into this, I had an idea um, of what I thought about it, uh, of what was happening based on the media coverage and what was being said. 
you know, uh, but this is precisely the reason that I take the time to do research so I can have a better understanding of the facts. The media will have you believing that Ice Cube is now a MAGA hat wearing, Trump supporting, card carrying Republican. And, uh, and even uh, Trump's team is trying to put that spin on it because it serves their agenda. Uh, but to, to be clear, from my research, uh, contrary to what the Trump campaign has tweeted, um, saying that Cube helped them develop their uh, plan and all this, and people have been dragging them online for it and stuff, uh, he did an interview last week and actually cleared up, uh, which I think he pretty much said from the beginning, but the media took like what he was doing and kind of put their own spin on it, but uh, he, t he took some time to go on a couple of shows and try to clear up exactly what he did. So um, what he did was authored the contract with Black America, and what that is is basically um, a plan that he came up with centered around Black people and uh, uh, help and assistance and uh, um, legislature to try to do certain specific things to help the black community, things like uh, helping to close the wealth gap uh, between black and white Americans. He made it clear that his agenda, uh, well, he made a few things clear in his interviews. One thing was that uh, the agenda that he put forth, this contract for black America, is specifically about black Americans. He made it clear that it doesn't have anything to do with minorities or these titles that they put on it to try to lump everybody in, you know, um, and because you know, we know that that's one of the things, one of the tools that's used to try to, um, like uh, these organizations say, well, yeah, we gave this much to minorities or we do this for minorities, but you know, white women are considered a minority. You know, uh, gay white men are considered a minority. So they, you know, uh, those, and we know that when it comes to finance, when it comes to certain things, they aren't necessarily the minority. You know, they may have gone through some things. I can't speak on that because I'm not a, a white woman or a gay white man. So. Uh, but, yeah, basically he said that it's specifically for black people, uh, specific things within legislation to, to speak to the issues of uh, racial inequalities in the ways of, like, police brutality, of um, uh, the prison system reform, and a couple of other things. You know, and he made sure to, to, to make it known that he wanted to separate it from Trump's plan, which is the, called the Platinum Plan, which is, you know, this, I was reading up on that, too, and it's... The, the main point of that plan was he said he wanted to make the Ku Klux Klan and Antifa both um, have them both declared as terrorist groups. And, um, you know, a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people who support Trump harping on the fact that he's, you know, declaring the, the Ku Klux Klan as a terrorist group, which, you know, um, is something that some black people have called for for years, but to also say Antifa, though, a group that was created to combat the violence that these, that the neo-Nazis, the Ku Klux Klan, and different groups like this is doing, so we want to not just stand there and get busted in the head, so it's actually people protecting us and fighting on our behalf, to say that that's also a terrorist group. I think these are the things that are indicative of, you know, um, are more indicative of his plans and thoughts and things of that nature, but y'all know I don't like talking about Trump, so we're going to keep it moving. I want to, uh, uh, get you guys' opinion. Have you seen the stuff that uh, Cube was saying? Have you, you know, uh, what's your opinion on it? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You can feel free to speak on it. As a matter of fact, we'll start with no, you. I was now. just, I was just wondering if it was me too. I haven't seen any of that stuff. Though, oh, okay. So okay. <laughs> I was just wondering. Yeah, no, no problem. You feel free to answer any of the questions 
okay. or talk about any of the topics if you have a thought or opinion, um, unless it's something that we don't agree with, because then we get to beat you up. But okay. no, I'm just playing. <laughs> but uh, Jay, you wanna? Uh, uh, yeah, I uh, I read Q's plan months ago. It's okay. interesting that people are just talking about it now because he's been pushing it uh, for a while. But um, yeah, principally speaking, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not really about uh, putting forth no agenda for the state to read and to uh, decide whether they're gonna give. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But even when but I, I don't want that to to come across as like because I, I, I support Cube. I think Cube been going hard for Black people for a long time. Yeah, and um, so. I'm I, I'm not one of those people who hating on Cube. I'm just not an advocate for, you know, and I and I um, reinforced this mindset uh, from reading the side of Shakur, you know, basically saying it's like you'll never win the hearts of these evil demons, right? Like yeah. in trying to propose yeah. them, you know, what you need and to meet your demands and to have a heart and to, you know, what I'm saying stop oppressing and murdering us, like please, or you know, what I'm saying. So I'm not, I'm not uh, in the in the ideology of presenting anything to the state. Um, so I'm not in agree in, in agreement with Q. But I support Q because I think, like, you know, he's making an effort. Like, where's yeah. the, all these people talking about him ain't really doing shit, really. You know what I'm saying? And, like, people have met, because, you know, uh, I think King met with, who, Lyndon Johnson. And, like, oh, you meet with the, with the enemy a lot because, you know, the conditions of our people are so dire. Right. You know, um, a lot of people feel like the only way to, to, uh, get the boot off of our neck is to go meet with them and talk to them about the boot in our Trying neck. Is it any so, way you can move the boot to the yeah, left? Yeah, you know, a little, a little bit, bit to the left. My vein right here is like, you know, swelling. But, you know, so, but I, I don't want to bash Q because it's, I, I applaud him for, for trying because. I think even Cube knows that that's not the way, to be honest. Yeah. But he's just trying to put something on the table that people who are on the fence who, who are who are not politicized and have an understanding of our conditions here in this country and, and the its association or lack thereof with electoral politics mm -hmm. to try to just wake people up to get on board with something but I don't even think Cube uh, believes in the ideology of presenting your enemy a plan to sit down at the table I think he's just trying to like yeah I think he's just trying to like trying to get the yeah, you know what I'm saying? But he's trying to get he trying to get the people who don't know and you know, basically the sheep to kind of like pick a side to 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 defend themselves because as opposed to just allowing the state to dictate every aspect of human activity in your life, he's presenting like, well, for y'all people who, you know, only rely on the government and voting and that type of ideology, I have something for you. But I think in Cube's heart that shit don't mean nothing to Cube for real. That's just for you know a demographic of people that could that could help if they were to become conscious or aware of some things. I don't know. I feel like he he's like he said he's trying to see like he don't because you know um, uh, one of the guys show he was on uh, I saw it last night. I'm not sure exactly when the show aired, but um, he was asking him, well, do you really think that the Trump administration is going to you know um, 
put any uh, value into your plan or uh, implement any of the things. And, and like you said, he was like, nah, I don't expect anything. I'm trying to see. Right. You know, but, uh, and because and he cleared it up, you know, they were saying, you know, he ran to Trump and asked him this. He's like, I ain't running to nobody. I put my plan out there. To both They parts. reached out to me. He yeah. said both sides reached out to him. But I did get like that. Um, I feel like the, the Democratic side had more understanding of the optics of it. And, and that's why they didn't reach for it. And I feel like the 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 uh, like uh, the Republican side did too. But that's why they both made the decisions they did. Because he said the Dem- the Democratic side, the Biden campaign said, let's wait till after the election. And I feel like they did that because they was like, they know in an election cycle it's going to be used as election fodder as opposed to actually looking at it. We're going to talk about this real big and real tough during the election. But then once the election is gone, it's like, oh, well, we'll get back to you. You know, whenever. So to say, let's go into it after that's over, I think was them kind of saying, let's not use it as something that's, uh, you know, not, not use it as a ploy. Whereas Trump's team saw it as, we need these black people. If we say we working with Q, you know. Uh, so that's why they even put more out there. Like uh, he said, you know, he just presented the plan. They asked him to come in and talk about it. But they're tweeting like, yeah, Cube helped us devise our platinum plan. And he came up with some of it. That ain't even, you know. It's all a bunch of lies, but, uh, you know. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, am I on? Um, no, it's not on. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. you been here? Turn me up? All right. <laughs> well, one of the things. Turn me up in my seat. <laughs> one of the things, too, is, you know, with politics, you. And that's yeah. like kind of what Jay was saying, how it's, it's two sides of this thing, because the, the politics side is a whole nother side than really the plan should be. And I'm going to tell you why. So in politics, you have to cater to those groups that have a political voice and right. financial backing yeah. and those groups that you support. So if you have a plan that's inclusive of um, minorities as because they they were play a lot minorities are is inclusive of you know like you said it's inclusive of the the white woman the you know the lbgqt community um you know and all of that nothing against them but we're talking specifically about black people specifically yeah. about you know uh direct uh direct ancestry um you know the wealth gap the you know i love that he even mentioned yeah. the movie industry because when you think about it, that heavily impacts our children. Yeah, yeah. our children the from the, from day yeah. one. When your child is in front of a TV, and everybody has done it at some point. I don't, I don't, I never had cable or anything like that. But I would put my son in front of the TV to get things done. So everybody at some point puts a child in front of the TV. What's your child? The imagery that your child is absorbing, if it does not speak to them, you find yourself 15 years later trying to t- trying to deprogram them from something that they learned from a cartoon. So him having an impact, talking about impact in the movie industry, people might be like, "Oh, he got an agenda." You know, he's a part of that. Da 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 da. But that is, it's it's all systemic. It's a whole. It's way beyond politics. It's the fourth branch of government. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Media. Right. Definitely. Right. Definitely. That, and that's I'm, facts. And I'm glad you uh, kind of uh, turned the conversation to specifically politics, because uh, it was reported uh, last night that 20 that as of now, 27 million Americans have have voted in the early voting process, and that's like a record. And I know um, dancing and stuff. You good? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's cool. You can dance. Because right. I was looking at myself. Oh, okay. It's fine. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, 27 million people have voted in the. Uh, 
in the early voting process. It's a record amount of people. Um, and I know that, uh, Jay, that uh, you're not too uh, keen on the whole idea of voting, but what, um, or let me not say that. I always say, I, I know, know Jay, blah, blah, blah. How blah. you put that on me like that, so I feel like there's certain things that I can say with confidence. And I only say stuff that I feel like that about. But I say that to ask the question, um, you know, uh, what do you think um, has has brought people to the point where they're so active in this in this uh, political cycle, like to record numbers like that? Like nobody's ever, I know, you know, COVID-19 has something to do with it and people just not wanting to be at the polls, you know, all at one time, but also, but the numbers speak to more of a attitude sh shift, you know, especially since the numbers last year were like record lows, right? It wasn't that many people that showed up to vote. To my last election? Last election, not last year, excuse me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what was the question then? <laughs> the question was, how many, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck? <laughs> 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 why do you think, why so, do you think attitude changed? Thank you. Why do I think the no, attitude changed? You trying to get a job. Oh, uh, back next Monday. Oh, that's simple. <laughs> She's one it, of us now. It's uh it's fear. It's fear. Yeah, you scare the public. Um uh to uh Yeah, man, it's 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 a centuries old tactic uh for a political game. You starting back from Constantine to Alexander mm -hmm. the Great. It's like you know, it's a, it's a thing so you got to scare the general public into uh thinking um there's chaos or or, or uh, what's that word? Anarchy. Mm -hmm. And then that that way you, you can it's it's a human uh, it's a psychology thing too. Like so, mm -hmm. it's it's easier to manipulate or sway or persuade mm -hmm. somebody if they're in a state of fear. Mm -hmm. So you know you create all of these you know things of fear for four mm -hmm. years, well three years. Then in the fourth year, you know you present candidates to a people. To provide, you know, a, a change Relief in for that fear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's and it's it's real simple. And everybody that's listening to this knows a hundred percent that that's what's happening. Right. But, but still, right. But yeah. it's like no one can do anything about being the sheep. It's like oh, I don't know what to do though. Like, but everybody know. Like as soon as people heard, it, they was like, everybody's like, "Yep, he's like, right." But then, like, let's go vote though, so we can, you know, so it's, so it's like, Yo, I'm, I'm just like, tired of you, motherfuckers, man. The, the last election cycle, like, you know, and people get, people getting mad at each other about, I know, it's oh, like, man, you didn't, you, you didn't go out and vote, and that's why Trump, it's like, and, and you know, hold on, Dave, like, real quick, so, you know, I dropped, I, you know, I attempted to go to Howard for grad school uh, to get my master's in political science, H -U. right? H-U. All right, you know, but I, I left. Though, I left you know. sooner than you did. Okay, uh, <laughs> because it's like there was like a there was like a period where we went over like the the specifics of the electoral college, right? Uh huh. And I, I, you know, I always heard it in my life, you know, in high school mm -hmm. and even in, in college. But then, but when I would, you know, attempt to go to grad school to study political science myself to kind of get into politics, I was like, oh, this is one hundred percent facts, bullshit. Yeah. Like that, the vote doesn't like because yeah, yeah. we. I studied it in depth, not the little high school courses. I was like, yeah, all right, yeah. let me see how this shit really works, like by each state and how it happens, and and I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a facade it's so to, to 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 you know what I'm saying. But people are so emotional, like you gotta vote. But it's like, uh, and it's like if you've studied it and mm -hmm. and and come to an understanding of what exactly is happening, you know, during that process, I respect you. You know your position and your choice mm -hmm. and all of that. But I would dare to say 
that 75% of people have not studied it in depth. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they then, don't have a concise Yeah, so it's just like, you. that's really just emotion and like the feeling of being in America and being tortured and Inclusive. oppressed. And that's part of, that's part <laughs> it's of like, that. It's like, I just, uh, we got to vote. Like, all yeah, right, man. That's part of what they push, you know, like you said, in those three years in between. Uh, mm. push that, <laughs> you know, make you attach emotion to it. Because like, yeah. uh, I think Fruitfield, the last time you were here, you would, we were talking about, um, you know, the police killings and things like that and how the, the emotion attached to it is the draw. It's what keeps people, you know, you said right. they have to talk about it to keep the emotion attached to right. it. Right. Yeah. So that's what they do in those three years, just to, to hide the fact. Like, I was saying it, you know, all, all around the last election. Like, you know, y'all, you know it, when you voted, they called it the popular vote. Hillary, right. What's her name? Uh, Hillary Clinton. Hillary won. won. She, she won, won the popular that. vote. And that's there's been, the there's been several elections when the popular vote was won. Yeah, yeah. And then the electoral college be like, Nah, nah, fine. Fine. Good try, America. We we know what the popular says. They it's like right. a census, so they'll right. know that they'll get a heartbeat of the country right. of what they want. But then they'll be like, ah, fuck that. We're gonna do this stuff. Yeah, there should be no such thing as a popular. Like that whole system is the popular, popular vote. And I'm not saying people shouldn't vote. <laughs> Uh, the you know the views and uh, the ideas expressed on this show are not those of um, but no 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 one said no one said don't vote I got to I got to and this is this is you know I always go left so I'm gonna go really left. you, you yeah. think you go left or? I go left a little bit okay be left. Come on, <laughs> I know we would be left so, as a mug already so if you really think about it and you gotta really tap into a different part to think about this the emotional attachment that is. Uh, there's an emotional attachment in voting, politics, and religion, and all of them are connected to government. Mm. All of them. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Right. And that is that's fact. That's not an opinion. That's not. Right. Um, that's not a, a what do you call it? What do people call truth that they they want to falsify? I don't know. It don't uh, matter. We with you. Um, uh, the word. I don't know the word. Propaganda. Uh-huh. It's not propaganda. Wow. I, I, <laughs> I was about to say that, thing, but I just didn't. Right? I, was finna- <laughs> I, knew what I the fuck had you no meant. idea what you were talking about. <laughs> I feel like that's not the definition. That's, for it, that's not propaganda. <laughs> There's an emotional attachment. And whenever you have that, that's just like what you were just talking about, the fear. Like the quarantine coming into the election. Like it's all, a lot of things are fear-based and there's an emotional connection and all it, it all goes into the systemic issues and problems and concerns that we have in this country. And a lot of people try to make them separate. They're not. They are all inclusive of each other. That's true. Like, yeah. And if we look at it like that, then, you know, I'm not going to say too much about voting. Cause so who are you voting for, Dave? Me, I'm voting for. Um, I thought you was about to ask me. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Why are people so, so scared about that? For, uh, what? I got to start training next month. What that mean? What am I? <laughs> you not? Who that? you voting for, Dave? No, customers. now we gotta ask Patrice. Who you voting? No, oh, okay. you are not. I look. I have customers who have uh, political associations. Oh, that's what you when you said I have to start training. That. I was like, yeah, you training one of the I, candidates? What are you? No, unless I'm gonna bring my sound like some slave shit. I can't donation. say what I really feel. <laughs> are you calling what? me a slave? <laughs> slave? You I thought it was just Slave Dave. See, now you got a partner, Dave. I can't say something because of what people might think no, of me. Because I, look. I know, I understand. I'm, right. I'm sorry. Do you? You no, gonna build a shack in your backyard for me? Nah, I'm not. You out here on All your right. own. Oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> 
See, that's how they do. How, I, how old are you? I build a shack for 17. you. 17, that's, that's how people do sometimes. They'll tell you, oh, girl, why you ain't do this? But are you going to take him? Oh, no, okay. See what he just yeah, did? So. I told you no. So I'm not going to take him. I know you did. I didn't lead you astray. Like, yeah, go ahead. I got you. No, I'm being honest. Like, no. yeah, nigga. Okay. The moral of the story is have your own back. Yeah. Have a plan. Yep. <laughs> and be and mindful yeah. of your thoughts and what you say. Out your exactly. mouth. Exactly. So, um... <laughs> It was some other stuff I wanted to talk about. I did want to ask this question. Now, I saw this post um, uh, earlier in the week, last week. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it about the guy who took the girl on the vacation. Did you guys read it? Uh, and then and, and wind up leaving her because she didn't want to. Oh, for real? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I did hear about yeah, that. Oh, that's uh, like the future joint. He was like, <laughs> I'm good, love. <laughs> I didn't see that. Uh, Is this stuff on Facebook? No, yes, so okay. Because I'm both of these things, I haven't, I haven't heard about them. Because oh yeah, I haven't heard about it either, social Gigi. Media. Don't feel bad. And that's good, <laughs> okay. media I haven't heard about it. Stay either. away from it. It's definitely. Um, I am on social media. What's the second thing you didn't hear of? Um, the Ice Cube thing. Oh, for real? You didn't about heard about Cube? Okay. No. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised See, you haven't heard about that. Algorithms. Yeah. It's just I probably would have ran off. Cross it like today or something. What social media platform are you on? Instagram, Twitter. That's it. That's it. Hmm. Not on Facebook, but you be tweeting. What you be tweet about? It's just. I mean, I feel like people my age. It's kind of like just like how you're feeling about something, but you never really know what people are talking about. So right, it's right, just kind of right. like you're tweeting about something that people don't really, unless you have the context, it doesn't really make sense. So. That's a very uh, uh, short answer to that question. Wow. So, uh, and that, but that's a great segue into one of the questions that I wanted to ask you specifically. We talked about a few things that uh, ha- that are going on, you know, in the world. And um, I just wanted to, um, um, first of all, do you worry about um, the world that uh, your generation will inherit from the people who have it now? Like all with all the stuff going on, all the stuff that you see. Uh, is there like a, a air of nervousness, or is it like it's gonna be cool? Don't worry about it, or or do you even think about that? I think yeah, I think about it. It's like it's definitely nervousness because m- the most nervousness I feel I think is like um, about like global warming and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. have nervousness about that a lot because I don't know how that would like work if right. the world was just to like. I don't know. And then there's so many fires that are happening, too. Right, so right. it feels like it's so it's starting to get really, really close to home. That stuff that's, like, inescapable that's happening because of the stuff that we're doing in the environment and stuff like that. I feel like I'm going to be alive for that. Right. So that's kind of scary. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective, though. I'm going to be alive for that. Because it's like a lot of people that's doing a lot of stuff. By the time it comes back to us, they're going to be dead. They don't care. Maybe, well, <laughs> I don't know. Like, Maybe I'll be for the kids alive. to handle, <laughs> yeah. they'll be all right. No, but you probably, you know, more than like Maybe, you know, yeah. Or you know, like maybe my, like, little sister or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, that so. stuff is, that's the thing that comes to my head when you talk about, like, nervousness of right, the future right. and stuff. That's what I think about. So, yeah, I'm just going to mention a few things and see if you have a perspective on it. If you don't, it's fine. But okay. I just want to see, you know, kind of gauge the... The the um, musings of a seventeen year old young lady. So um, we talked about like the the, the pandemic, COVID nineteen. Like, um, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about that? Like, what kind of effect has it had on your day to day life? And uh, do you feel that same nervousness when it comes to the pandemic? Hmm. 
Um, I would say the biggest effect that it's had is that um, the online school thing that happened for the rest of my 11th grade year, that was a huge deal because that basically was my transition into um, being homeschooled again for 12th grade year. Okay. So once that happened, I was kind of like, uh, Right. I think I want to just be homeschooled. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think how I can say this because I have very like passionate opinions on like everything that's been happening and everything. Okay. I would say I feel like I've been seeing a lot of like very contradictory statements right. and stuff like that being put out based on like what we're supposed to do, quote unquote, and like what you're not supposed to do, where you're supposed to go, who you're supposed to be around, and like, it's really contradictory, so it's hard for me to find validity in it, essentially. So I'm kind of like, I don't have a fearful standpoint about it. I'm not like, oh, I think I'm gonna, I I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I don't really talk about it that much on like social media or anything because I know that I have a viewpoint on it that's super different than what most people have on it. So I don't I don't like to argue about things with people right, cuz right. I know that it's such like a big it's such a big it's such an opinion that so many people have that it right. just is like it's re- people are really really passionate about it. So I don't I'm not interested in like trying to argue people down or anything. Trying to change right that's and that's a um you know a smart uh approach to take to it. I actually I always say and I, I forgot who told me this, but it made a lot of sense. I never would, I'll never argue with anyone if I don't respect their opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if, even if I don't agree with their opinion, if I don't respect it, like, if you're talking nonsense, there's no need for me to try to, you know, mm, yeah. talk you out of your nonsense. Because mm-hmm. most people are, you know, very uh, tightly held to their nonsensical views. Uh, and I mean, that's a matter of opinion, too, whether it's nonsense. But, if you know, if, yeah. if you wind up arguing, you know, a lot longer than you need to, getting a lot more, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I have a question over here. Sure. Regina Pixley says, how do you feel about in, in-person school learning right now? Um... As in, like, do I feel like it should be happening, or yeah. I don't oh, know. Wow. But she asked, so yeah, I guess um, how you would feel if uh, school was to go back into session and we would go back to in-school learning versus virtual learning. Um, well, I'm I'm actually homeschooled 12th grade year, right. so like oh, okay. I wouldn't be transitioning back into that. Like oh, I okay. picked my class. Oh, you're not virtual is, learning. You're home. Yeah. You're homeschool. Yeah. Okay. That gets it. confused now that like virtual. Yeah, learning I know. Thing. Right. <laughs> but if I was, cause I was thinking that I might have, um, I might have went back for 12th grade year. Mm-hmm. I think the school that I was going to, I think they said that they're going to go back like a month from now or something like mm-hmm. that. I think they're doing that in DC too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would be it. so upset. <laughs> I would be so upset because I just really never liked school and the i just so mm-hmm. you were already homeschooled right yeah I was from, from what years from second grade to eighth grade mm. so awesome. i was already super used to that and i feel like that has like affected my critical thinking skills and mm-hmm. stuff like that a lot mm-hmm. so i feel like the reason i don't really like school that much is because i don't understand the people there that much so mm-hmm. I, I really don't enjoy myself there at all. So mm-hmm. I would be very upset if I had to go back right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that kind of so. leads into um, another question that I wanted to ask you. You um, uh, you have been, you know, homeschooled and unschooled 
uh, in that environment, and you've also um, been in the public school environment um, for a certain amount of time, so you have the unique perspective of, of, of seeing both sides of it. So um, do you think either is better? Well, I guess you kind of answered that already, but do you think <laughs> either is better? Uh, yeah, I definitely think homeschooling was better for me, yeah. and it, I just feel like it, it gives you so many opportunities to, like, think for yourself and, like, learn how to form your own opinions before you have a whole bunch of outside influence on your opinions and like the the agenda of how you should think about a whole bunch of things kind of forced onto you and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I got to be outside of that. So then when I went back into it or when I went into it, mm -hmm. it was a different sort of like thing. So I could be outside of it and like look at everything from the outside and be like, oh, do I agree with this? Do I not? What, what are the diff what's the difference between my mindset and the people who are here's mindset? Mm -hmm. And why, you know, why can't I, why am I not finding that I'm like really enjoying being around a lot of these people and stuff like that? So that's cool. awesome. That's awesome. Critical thinking. Thank you. Know. Can, I, can I ask one more? Sure. Um, how do you feel your, your social skills have been impacted? Because that's always you know, the, yeah. so my son was in Montessori school before, which is not homeschool, but it's pretty much like they kind of do their is own it thing. Like a co-op type thing? No, it's just like if if there were ten kids in this room right now, like they would have assignments to do throughout the day, but they would have they the set their day. own schedule okay. to do it. That's like, cool. So it's kind of you know kind of having their own you know schedule. So for you. Um, I said that because a lot of people look at Montessori also like it's not as regimented. Right. Um, and so it takes away from social skills. So do you feel like, right, so how do you feel about um, the, do you feel like homeschooling has had um, an impact on your social skills or how, how do you feel your social skills are? Mm, I feel like it's been like, it's had an impact on, yeah, it has. It has had an impact on my social skills. I feel like, it's like, um, I just put this into words the other day, so I'm trying to think. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, because it's like such like a similar mindset that so many different people have and like people act a certain way and do certain things, I think because of the fact that I haven't been around people with this mindset as often, when I am around like the majority basically mm -hmm. when I'm around the majority with the majority mindset I feel like it's kind of I have to like adjust mm. for, it takes longer I think for me to adjust because I'm kind of like I don't know I just have to figure out how do I and I've been figuring that out as I've been how in school for like yeah mm -hmm. in the high school years and stuff and like being confused about why people aren't like thinking things through and like mm -hmm. stuff like that so well, even even just like questioning that, like it's stuff like you said, it's things that are um, uh, it, it, it's that mindset. It's something that's been taught to them to not even question it, mm -hmm. just to do stuff yeah. without even thinking about it. But that critical thinking, I think, is it's awesome. It should be like, why are you doing that? I don't know. I didn't, 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 didn't. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. it's a diff it's a difference between programming and free. You have you know your critical thinking and your deductive reasoning is at a different yeah. level than. So you probably find yourself trying to shift to right. be able to understand even the simplest things from people who are not homeschooled. Well, yeah, just like adjust basically. Mm -hmm. Adjust and figure out how do you 
comfortably move with certain people and right. like stuff mm-hmm. like that because wow. yeah. yeah so i found like social awkwardness and stuff like that a mm-hmm. lot um i don't know and i've also found that there's just some groups of people that i just don't mm-hmm. want to be around and that's right. fine too but mm-hmm. my friend group has gotten smaller because mm-hmm. when i first went back to school in eighth grade mm-hmm. i was much more like oh friends with everybody whatever mm-hmm. and like <laughs> people that was cool well i was i was doing like co-op things that's why oh, I, okay. that was a co-op because mm-hmm. it was like i was around people mm-hmm. and i was around people my age and stuff like that they were homeschooled too mm-hmm. and we would go to a certain place and have all of our classes mm-hmm. in that place but that was only sometimes that would be like once a week or something like that mm-hmm. but so i was around people but just not not all the time, not in and not people who had been in the school system. So mm. it was, yeah. Mm. So if there was uh, anything, was, was there any, were there any pros to like that experience to, to having that, uh, to, to being in the public school system and kind of seeing that? Was there, any, were there anything like good things that you took away from that? Um, pros. Well, the reason I went, oh, reason I went in the first place was so that I could like make sure that I was well adjusted for college and stuff because I knew Mm -hmm. that was going to be like a school thing but bigger basically so I guess I got prepared for college more because I'm it's like the same type of it's like a a higher level of the classes that they're teaching you in high school so it's more like constructed and stuff like that so I guess that would be my only <laughs> that would be it yeah right right and uh, just just noticing like some of the some of the differences like uh, patrice is saying and your cognitive skills and things like that this is like you know the reason i decided to do it was because you know i wanted to and not like my parents told me to do this because it would help me you know but that's got that's just dope i thought that was cool but uh so um <laughs> uh i've always felt like and um i wanted to ask you about this uh i've always felt like that there was a disconnect between like the older generation and the younger generation. Like um, it's not as connected as I guess, you know, it's, it's been in the past where um, younger people would get a lot from the older generation, would, you know, take heed to what they say more, would, um, you know, uh, learn from their mistakes, learn from their, you know, teachings, things like, things of that nature. Um, when I was younger, uh, I was, I grew up, came up in like the, the Baptist church. And so we would do these things called lock-ins okay. where we would be in, you know, just stay the night in the church and just basically uh, be there and hang out and stuff. And they would have these like little rooms we could go in and people would, you know, the deacons and stuff would lecture us about life and try to talk to us about some of the things we were going to go through and all this. And that was when I kind of gained that perspective and then seeing it like as a teenager and then coming back you know, in my 20s and seeing it from the other side and seeing the same thing, which is that none of these kids want to hear what these people are saying, you know, and it's because of that disconnect and it's good stuff, but it's not, I think, um, in my opinion, there was, uh, the disconnect was in the way the information was being presented because it's kind of like, I'm here and I know it and you need to know it, so blah, 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 as opposed to even trying to make it engaging or, uh, you know, interesting or, you know, um, trying to engage, trying to have a conversation, a dialogue back and forth, it was more being told. Like, do you find that uh, there's a disconnect between like the older generation or, um, yeah? 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, trying to think of like specifically. Can you be more specific? Sorry. Like, um, uh, in uh, other words, what's yeah, the question you. again, Dave? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you was about to help me. Nah, cause y'all be thinking I'm crazy when I be like, "Yo, you said a lot of shit." What was? What's the question you want me to answer, nigga? Damn. Thank so, you, Gigi, for not making me feel crazy. That was a lot, wasn't it? Then he'd be like, "So," you'd be like, "What the fuck was that?" Like, just, what's the question? Just more specific. <laughs> all right. See, that's a nicer way of that saying it. you all the way up under the bus, not, down right? The yeah. Because y'all be looking at me like I'm strange. Because when I be like, "What's the question again, Dave?" You be like, "Well," I'm like, "Yo," and then you just said seven paragraphs. What's the question in the paragraph, nigga? So anyway, <laughs> beyond all the craziness, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So I was saying, that, uh, do you feel like there's a disconnect between like the older generation and the younger generation uh, in terms of the guidance, like um, things that? Because you know, I don't know. Um, well, I'm I'm sure that. See you, what's happening, Gigi. You said what? what? He's still going. What's the question, nigga? <laughs> I want to know now. I'm trying to explain it. Somebody said yes. Yeah, so what's the question? <laughs> if you let me explain it, I'm trying to explain I it. I thought that was the whole first paragraph was explaining the question. Now, anyway, now should be the question. This is what I have to go through. <laughs> uh, and they, they don't be listening to the question anyway. But anyway, so yeah, uh, <laughs> the disconnect between uh, you know the older generation and the younger generation in terms of uh, <laughs> guidance, in terms of things that you need and should be getting from them. But like in the way that they present it and things like that, uh, do you feel like um, when you're being lectured to or talked to about certain things that it's like I don't even want to hear this? Like, is that you know? Yeah, for me, I'm kind. I've kind of always been like really open to like advice and stuff like that. I try to like make sure I'm listening if I can tell someone who knows what they're talking about is trying to give me some sort of advice on something. But I know a lot of people my age don't do that because it's like yeah, like you said. Um, the way it's presented, it's kind of like a lecturing type thing, like I know better than you, and stuff like that. And then you already know that you're gonna get, there's gonna be a consequence if you're not doing these things that they want you to do. So right. it's like, uh, I might listen to you, I don't know. But I also feel like a lot of times, I feel like I just wanna do something for myself and see right. what, what it's like, what happens, whatever, and I know I'm gonna be okay, so. Mm, it's like a take it or leave it type of thing sometimes. Especially if, I've noticed a lot of people my age, if it's not like their parent or something, if you're trying to give advice to them, right. it's very much like mm, you don't get to tell me what to do because we're so used to like people trying to tell us what to do. Right. So it's less of like if a friend is telling you, oh, you probably shouldn't or whatever, it's advice. But a parent or like an older person, it feels more like, you're trying to control me or tell me what to do or something like that. So I think it's just because that trend that we're so used to that we kind of are just like, oh. Right. And so you answered that perfectly as if you understood the question. And I appreciate you for, uh, yeah, getting what I was saying. Oh, Dave, don't be like that. No, no, no. It's cool because now I'm going to ask y'all. So, like, as parents, <laughs> as parents, do you feel like there's a disconnect between <laughs> Uh, with the things that you say, or do you see it, even if it's not, because you guys are pretty, you know, um, I give you guys your props for being, 
you know, good parents, basically. And I see how you interact, you know, with your, with your young ones. But do you see what I'm saying about the disconnect between the older generation and the younger generation? And it's harder to kind of, <coughs> you know, get those messages and those things across. I don't think it's uh, generational. Mm -hmm. I think um, it's, it's systemic. Mm -hmm. um, just the way information is being, well, first hidden, <laughs> but uh, how indoctrination happens in the uh, educational system in this country, I think is problematic. So I don't necessarily think it's a, a generational thing because I found that when I work with youth, it's just the way you present things. It's like because it's like we we all kind of going through the same shit. Like, cause my, my theory is that like if we still if we alive right now, you could be ninety nine and somebody else could be seventeen. Like we the same generation because we got access to the same information. We experiencing the planet and this existence at the same exact time. Like even though you're a different age, you know what I'm saying? There's some uh, eight year olds that are enlightened beyond you know, a uh, measure. And then there's mm -hmm. some people that have been on the planet for 70 years, but they dumb as shit. You know what I'm saying? So it don't really matter like how old you are. It's like, you know, because information can be shared and exchanged mm -hmm. at any point, as long as we exist at the same time. So mm -hmm. to your point, I don't think it's generational, mm -hmm. uh, Dave. I think it's just the way this systematic indoctrination machine happens through the education mm -hmm. system in this country, you know, you get a lot of misinformation, you get a lot of uh, false narratives that instill certain, you know, characteristics in, mm -hmm. in human beings that, that allow them to be manipulated in a way that can be governed by, you know, a controller or something like that. So I don't really uh, uh, attribute it to generation. So to spin off of that, and it's a direct spin off. I knew I she was about a, to jump in. It's the same she, thing. Because she was ad-libbing your yes, verse. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I forget what you call it. It's not the lines. What is it? Oh, bars. You got bars? The bars. Okay. I got bars. <laughs> Sorry. So to, to, a spin off of that is what we don't understand and we have to overstand is that essentially at the end of the day, when you look at the core and the layers of the school system and the um, you know, the programming and the indoctrination, it removes us from our ancestry. It disconnects us. So, and I bring up ancestry because you, if you look at the lineage in your family, it really disconnects us from the truth and the facts that we should be seeking from our grandmothers, our great-grandmothers, our parents. We, we, we learn a whole different thing in school to the point where my son used to come home and I would say, son, I'm going to tell you the truth. Once you learn what you need to learn at school, when you get home, I'll tell you the real deal and we'll dissect it and we'll get to the truth. A lot of parents aren't in the household. They're, they're working or the, the grandparents are taking care of the children or what, what have you. And the parents, the children aren't getting... Um, they aren't connected to their grant to their when when I say present, so you can be present in somebody's life and not be connected. When I say connected, I mean sending the children to talk to their grandparents, to ask questions, to to know about, you know, who you are and who you're becoming. You 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 have to have those conversations. And when you don't have those conversations, therein lies the beginning of the disconnect. So we're we're looking at things that you know worldly things like oh the parents might not understand you know we have to deal with these new issues no when you are when you are raised right and you have a connection to your lineage and you're having those conversations and you know 
from the deepest of your core who you are, that worldly stuff, it, it, it's not, it doesn't matter as much. At the end of the day, that's, that's what's at the core, and we're losing that because of the indoctrination. Like, we, we, they, don't, they don't know who they are. They don't know who to talk to to find out about who they are. Everybody think they got to go online. You don't. You, you, you got to start talking to your family members, talking to your grandmothers, talking to your great-grandparents, who did what, we, you know, finding out about all of that. And then I think, you know, the, the, you know there, there is a disconnect, but it's not a, it's not a disconnect in what we are thinking, like the, the old people don't know, the young people. It's the disconnect of self, which trickles into every other aspect of life. Hey, Gigi. Mm-hmm. So you said you was homeschooled from second to eighth grade, right? Yes. So when you got to ninth grade, was you like, what the fuck? That's that's the question. Oh. That's oh. kind of like what she what she said though, right? But I'm, I'm, in what way though? And like, I just say that. To well, say, the reason well, they don't be listening. Nah, right. based off of what Patrice was saying, so I'm yes. I'm assuming you got a lot of information about like yourself and your history and who you are from home. And so it's like when you got into a building that that was essentially designed to kind of like, you know, force information on you. Like when I say, was you like, what the fuck? Like as far as like, was you like, yo, they all this, what they telling me is some bullshit. And you could acknowledge that or was it like, oh, they're they're offering something that I didn't know before. And it's helpful to me. Um, Some of the stuff was like, oh, okay. This is um, this is stuff that I didn't I hadn't learned about before. You don't have to use the same words that he used. That's fine. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Some of the stuff was like this isn't what I learned about before, but um, a lot of the stuff I was just like, I would come home and just be like, they're lying again. <laughs> like <laughs> they're not talking about. But I was expecting that, so it wasn't right. That's kind of my like, like you were kind of prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm about to go into the yeah, school, and they're going to do this, and they're going to say this. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Okay. They're mm-hmm. not focused on trying to present me in a positive way. Mm-hmm. So right, I wasn't. Right. Luckily, I that wasn't affecting me because I already knew. Okay, mm-hmm. this isn't all accurate and some of the stuff i was like oh okay i didn't know like the history behind this or whatever or the history behind it but i mean it's like supposedly like american history and stuff like that so um it's kind of like mm, some of the stuff when it comes to, like white people and stuff white people did unless they're talking about oh this white person made this thing i've always kind of been like did they? they didn't make nothing. Nope. Yeah. Were they the first ones to did do you, it though? Nope. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Not. Did you? I'm sorry. Did you find yourself trying to um, convince, having to convince, or uh, convince isn't the right word, but having conversations with your peers about, no, guys, this isn't really it. This is what really happened because you had that second through eighth grade homeschooling foundation, or did were you? Did you just not bother? Like you? No, I wasn't. I well. I think I was more likely to do it when I first went, mm-hmm. but um, I started to get more just like, mm, I don't really, it's just a lot of energy to put towards yeah, it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very mm-hmm. much just like, let me just like memorize this stuff and then right. do this. And then I had a lot of like comments that were like, oh my gosh, you're so smart. Can you please teach me how to do it? And I was kind of like, this seems, it, I, I would say that it felt very, very easy mm-hmm. for me throughout the time I was there. Mm-hmm. So it was because it's not really a, a 
an accurate measure of like intelligence mm-hmm. it's more just mm-hmm. like that's why when people would be like oh you're so smart and mm-hmm. stuff i would be like i don't really take that as a compliment because you felt like you were memorizing just, yeah i was Coming just from mm-hmm. stupid person you so smart really nigga thank you but yeah i've said that on a on a show before about my son i tell him go to school and memorize what you need to memorize to get the grade yeah. to get to where you need to be but you learn at home you learn beyond you know yeah. beyond the the, the 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 school system that's why yeah. it's called a system mm-hmm. right so you you made a decision okay i'm going to memorize this stuff which you had you know you had the skill set to do that from yeah. your home home school base right mm-hmm. and then you said you know what it's too much energy to put into y'all to tell y'all all this stuff i'm going yeah yeah it was just i get like, yeah. it <laughs> i mean i understand that this is what you guys are learning and it's been like these classes are like part one part two and the teachers would be like, oh, yeah, I remember. Remember you guys in fourth grade, you guys learned about this, whatever. So it's like you already have so much, so much time of learning mm-hmm. about this one thing and how this mm-hmm. one thing goes and stuff. It's kind of like, hmm, it, that would be a lot of energy for me to put in and try to convince someone yeah. of something that's mm-hmm. so different than what this teacher is telling them, especially since they look at the teacher and they're like, oh, yeah, this person knows Obviously, everything yeah. about this thing. If they can teach it to me, they know about this thing. Mm-hmm. So this is who I'm going to look to for the knowledge on what really happened. Programming is powerful. Oh, while I was in, I I guess, yeah, 11th grade history Mm -hmm. class, Mm I, um, I wrote, I mean, I read the lies my teacher told me. Oh, I had, my dad gave that to me when Mm -hmm. I was in like eighth grade. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I read that while I was like in history class. So it was cool to be able to like, (laughs) like, well, not like actually you inside you of there. You checking off the list oh, like, man, yep, that's, that's a lie. Wrong. Yeah, that's but a like lie. at home, when I was going home <laughs> after like a day of history class or a day Change of 11th grade or whatever, no. I would kind of be like, oh, okay. <laughs> I would read this book and then like point. compare basically right, and right. be like, oh, this is so interesting. Yeah. We're actually learning about this exact same thing mm-hmm. and they didn't tell it right. Yeah, I think every I think every student should read the lies my teacher yes, told my me. Yes, my godfather. Uh oh, Gigi. Uh, what's the name of Gigi's first book? Um, what's the name of it? <laughs> so Damn, long. she don't even know. Oh oh oh. Uh, <laughs> she still don't know. Um, we'll figure it out. We'll for give you time first to think about it. My stomach hurts. <laughs> Her stomach hurts. That's so, the name of her first book. I don't think wrote. that was what it was called. It's but um, it? oh, okay. It's it's like inspirational quotes. That's what it. I don't remember. She Sorry. don't know freedom. Sorry. It's, uh, but um, Sorry. <laughs> Not freedom. So, why are you thinking about it? Let me um, let me ask you this. Uh, you've done a lot, uh, and you're still, you know, um, you doing a lot as as a, a 17 year old. Um, even in a world now where teenagers and young adults are doing a lot more, it seems that you, you know, you've taken a lot of initiative, having, you know, businesses and brands and things of that nature. Uh, what does, well, where does the drive and the motivation come to just try these things and, you know, not kind of stay neutral and stuff like that, but actually get out there and, you know, do things like, like the book that you wrote or like, you know, uh, trying these business ideas and things of that nature? Um, let's see. Well, the book, I feel like the motivation for that, 
was like I just I was just having because it's a book full of inspirational quotes Mm -hmm. so it was just I guess having that having all of this having all of these like inspirational quotes that I had gotten for the little bit of time I had been like alive Mm -hmm. uh, that was like the motivation basically I was like oh "Oh, I want to like put these into something and I think also my mom was like you should like put these together and like so people can have them and stuff like that so Mm. yeah and then the business the other business endeavors that I've started or anything like that that's kind of just been like um I feel like if I feel like it's an investment so that's been like the motivation basically is like oh I want to invest into something if you get money I feel like you should be trying to find a way to make it into more money so that's kind of what I've been and then I've for businesses, I've tried to think if a, an idea has come to me of like um, something I feel like needs to be done or something like mm-hmm. that. Since I want to go into animals, I've been mm. looking like. But, uh, oh. but so where did that come from? Your, your affinity for animals? Um, I don't know. I wish I could say it was like I went to the zoo this one time. Right, I right, almost right. fell in, and then you I seem, you that. seem like a veterinarian <laughs> though. You just really? have that aura about oh, you, like so great. just want to help puppies and birds and turtles. Yeah, you know, innately we have such a, a connection to animals. Like, you mean like humans in general? Yeah, job like yeah. She talking about black <laughs> people. Talking about black yeah. people. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I don't okay. know if everybody's <laughs> animals. At first, at first I thought you said you, and then I was mm-hmm. like, oh, she. No, I said we, and then you said we, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, so she's talking about humans. Yeah. I, I wasn't there yet, but that's I'm okay. Here now, it's no, okay. <laughs> you here? Go ahead. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, but so, yeah, so it's nothing specific that it came from. It just. No, I wish I could say it was, but no, it's literally just like, as long as I can remember, like, it's that type of thing where, like, people around me can remember me always just being like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to be a veterinarian. And it was like, it was, I remember, I was just thinking about this, like, yesterday. It was a time when I wanted to be like a whole bunch of stuff at once, Mm. but that stuff faded out and I don't even remember what the stuff was, but it's just (laughs) veterinarian kind of just stuck. Mm. And I'm really happy it did because... People, I feel like a lot of little kids say they want to be a veterinarian, and yeah. then they just like grow up and they're like, "What? I don't want to do that. Do that. Be a rapper." Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's the what's the salary range for a veterinarian? I don't remember. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I, I as high as, high as the it. pet insurance yeah. says, it should be pretty high because pet yeah. insurance. Well, you would think that, high. but then like one of my counselors in my school, this is another reason I did not want to go there anymore. She <laughs> was like, oh. I don't know. Maybe looking at something else because they don't yeah, really pay that much. Having, I like, I know, I was school counselors getting a bad else, rap on neighbors' yeah. live cast. <laughs> You're not the first person who said a counselor yeah. told them not to follow their dreams. Yeah. Like, what? All right, look here, high school counselors. Y'all need to do a better job, <laughs> apparently. Damn. This show is exposing y'all. Right. We're seeing the truth. Right. Don't listen post, to your counselor. Right. Someone made a post that was like, counselors are literally just paid to like lie to you. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. People say that they like talk to their counselors about, like they use them as therapists, basically, which I think is kind of what they're there for as well, like to tell you, which classes you need to get in mm-hmm. and then also <laughs> tell you what classes you need to get in but also like to be like oh you can talk to me about this that, and the third but people have made a lot of posts where they're like i talked to my counselor about something and they immediately went <laughs> they literally said i'm not gonna tell anybody i swear and they t- they call you they're like emailing your parents while they're sitting next to you like right. they really do i never yeah. used i never used them as like a therapist or anything like that because i don't trust them right. but I was when I would come for like 
what different classes do I need to be in and stuff? I heard from a lot of people. They were always like, my counselor told me I was going to only need this class and I'm about to graduate tomorrow and I need like five more classes. Like, they're not on it. I'm sorry. I'm just yeah. not. Like Jay said, you're getting exposed. Counselors, get it together. Well, I, I mean, you know, I'll go ahead. Fruit Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I was getting ready to say uh, any other thing too, and this goes back to uh, the disconnect you mentioned um, Dave, Thank you. is I've heard um, not saying it exists, <laughs> but but leaning into that that fact, I've heard uh, you know some of my son's friends say when they go to talk to someone, a counselor, whether it be a counselor or another adult, that the adult or the counselor starts to talk then about themselves and their experiences, uh-huh. yeah. and that is where you begin to lose a child because that is not. It's like you having an issue or me having an issue and going to talk to Jay and then Jay saw telling me about his issue or, or he did something similar and no, this is all you got to do. And then I don't get a chance to be open and pour right. out my my emotions or my thoughts or my ideas. And you guys essentially, you want to and you need to be heard and understood. And so exactly. when you go to your counselor or another adult, you want to feel that, like you need yeah. that. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was talking about with the disconnect oh. anyway but uh good job Dave. Was, uh, <laughs> he brought it full sound. hey but talking to the school counselor is like talking to the priest in prison mm. you know mm. i mean it's basically the same thing it's the same system it's the same operators wow. it's the same so it's like it's essentially the same it's like yeah it's good to get shit off your chest but that nigga don't care about you Right. So He's like, all right, it's four o'clock, nigga. Right? Yeah, right. It's like, oh yeah, all your hopes, dreams, and blood, sweat, and tears. Like, <laughs> I got it. Peace, nigga. Good luck. <laughs> I do want to talk to you a little more about the um, the veterinarian thing because um, I believe in researching you. I found that you had the opportunity to shadow some veterinarian yeah. mm-hmm. and kind of really get a sense of what it would be like, and that still yeah. like that didn't change your perspective of it at all. No, you still loved uh, well, it. Well. Yeah, I still love it. Um, it's shown me that um, it. Oh yeah, I was just talking to my. I was just talking to my mom about this yesterday. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've noticed is that like, you think, ooh, you think when you're going into it that it's like, oh my gosh, like all animals love me and stuff. But then you come across animals that are like aggressive for different <laughs> reasons and stuff. And you're just like, oh, okay, you want to bite me. So right, it feels right. like when I first was dealing with that, it felt like, because I was um, in my 11th grade year, I was um, I would get on a bus every day and go to another school for a veterinary science class mm-hmm. where we would get to groom people's animals once a week. Nice. So that was a really good experience too because we got to deal with a lot of like aggressive animals who like, well, aggressive dogs or cats who didn't want to be there and they've had bad experiences so we would have to like put a muzzle on them or like learn what type of restraint to use and stuff but it felt like uh betrayal at first because i was like i love you guys so much and you're trying <laughs> to bite me, me. Right, like right. <laughs> but i've kind of started to realize okay do i really want to take care of them or mm-hmm. am i trying to get like a humanly type of like best friend type of thing mm. and that's not realistic i've learned so it's kind of like Either I'm trying to take care of them or I'm trying to, I'm here for myself, basically. So I've gotten over the whole betrayal thing. But it was definitely, that was the biggest thing at first. I was like, wow. I can see how getting past that is is a huge part. Like, um, when I worked at Safeway, I likened it to, like, um, 
uh, they would always say the holidays is when you find out if you really want to work here. When, you know, everything's going, you know, the people are, is hundreds of people in the store at one time. The lines all the way back to the wall. Everything's going crazy. So when it's not the, not that there was really any glamour in it, but when it's not the chill kind of work, but when it's actually work, when you see that. So getting to shadow someone, you, like you said, see those, it's not all cute puppies and kittens. Some of them are looking at you like Cujo, like they want to bite your face off and stuff. Right. And so uh, getting to see that and still having to drive for it uh, speaks to, I think, your, you know. Passion. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly being something that you want to do. And then the introspective thought, uh, you know, about the reasoning behind, you know, which, why you wanted to do it and stuff is so dope. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That, um, that's really cool. Um, so. I don't know, Dave. I think it's some 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 glory in working at Safeway. Is it? <laughs> uh, my man used to work there. It was fun. We had fun. He but... used to pull him, bro. Oh, well, that's <laughs> a whole day. Look, that's a I'm whole like, yo, yeah, look, my look. man is making Safeway work for him. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation that I feel like. Yeah, you know, this isn't appropriate for Gigi, but. but um, not even for yeah, I'm fried. Talk about what you want me to do? On the air, my girl's watching. She um, got the age, but she needed to hear this stuff. I'm <laughs> sure she is very privy to how. Dude, yeah, I've known Gigi thing. for a long time. <laughs> right. Matter of fact, Dave, you remember you brought my uh that old Jason for Mayor CD. Yeah, you know that's Gigi interviewing me on the CD. Oh really? She was seven. Yeah, yeah, because he, he brought oh. in the CD a couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, but that's that's her. Yeah, oh, wow, wow. Do you that's remember awesome. that voice has gotten deeper. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I feel like wow. I was like jumping around on like running on top of this wall or something that day or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because, yeah, I was doing, uh, that's when I was running for mayor, and I had, right. like, a, a little, what's that, a forum, and we were outside of the forum. Yeah, and uh, my sister was there, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, I feel like I volunteered myself for that. I, I think it was your mom, but. Okay. Yeah. Because like <laughs> yeah, I could see, like, little me being like, let me interview you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's dope though wow so that's the you guys got history mm-hmm. you should have put featuring Gigi that's how people make yeah, money off of that y'all are on it y'all on it like, I ain't featuring? seven more. where's my feature yeah you on it does it say in the title featuring right well, in the title sure of the project <laughs> nah it's on the back in the credits uh-huh. but you you acknowledge though should have had a little sticker in the corner. It should be at least ten percent. I'm feeling a Damn. little bit like ten percent of forty dollars. I got you. I got you. This shit's coming to you right now. That's how much he made off it because uh, that project historically went uh, double wood. Was it wood? I don't it even went think it was plastic. Probably. I think plastic. wood's double giving plastic. it too much. What does that mean? It's a joke because you know people try to go double platinum. But, he went but actually, that that project <laughs> did real well. That kind of solidified me in the in the music scene in, in DC for Thank a while. You. So that I was mean, a, yeah. I try my hard. Exactly. I, nah, and that interview Gigi. was a, that interview was an <laughs> integral part of the of, that, of the success of that project. I want to hear that. That sounds interesting. Yeah, I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah, Lord Gigi. Did not bring the CD with me, but uh, yeah, I'll send it to you. Okay. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about college. You're getting ready to. To make that step to yes. go, so so you already talked a little bit about um, you know uh, going to public school to kind of have to get the kind of feel for it and everything. Is there any part of that process of transitioning into uh, being a college student, um, you know, that you're excited about? Is there anything that you're worried about or a little nervous about? Like, how are you feeling the whole process right now? Um, 
I'm ex- I would say I'm excited about the whole thing. Mm. College is so like glamorized in this country right, and right. stuff. So it's so much just like, okay, you're in ninth grade. Like now we have to start treating you like how the college yeah, people yeah. are going to treat you. <laughs> like people who are in college are like, they were not preparing you guys for real. Exactly. Like it's not. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's not. Or Well, I see a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm broke here. And that's scary to me. That's very much like. What do you mean? How do you just like have no money? I don't know, but hey, when you get to college, you'll see. Yeah, <laughs> but I it's mean, not it's not the end of the world. And the, unless clearly. you go unless you go to a PWI and you see how they live in college, you know, saying is PWI, a predominantly white institution. institution. There yeah, because I went to school. My first school out of college was an HBCU, so I got to see like. Of course, like we didn't, you know, it was the traditional, oh man, broke, you know, you trying mm-hmm. to get food. But then we saw like how the white kids was living. It was like, it was a completely different experience. Mm-hmm. So it's not just oh. like, oh, college means you're going to be broke. That's mm-hmm. not the case for everybody. That's the case for, for some. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was one of them, but. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, it, but you don't have to be. Yeah. You could go into that joint how you see fits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so you said uh, the the money aspect of it, kind of. Yeah, just like how people are always like, "I'm always broke" and stuff like that. I pay attention to that, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" But I know you don't have to be. Right. Now it's but, real though. It's real. Like I that mean, shit hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people will be like. Oh, I'm just trying to get someone to drive me to get to use my one dollar to get something from Taco Bell or something. I'm <laughs> yep. like, I want a it's vehicle a lot of those there. Nights. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But then a lot of places don't even let you have a vehicle for yeah, the not, freshman not year. Not the ninth like, grade. Why yeah. would you want I mean, somebody to the ninth freshman year? <laughs> why would you want us to struggle like that? No, you can't have a car. Yeah, just walk around. Yeah, I want everybody to have calluses on their feet and stuff. That's not nice. No. But uh. But yeah, so um, I know that you were looking at a couple of different um, schools. Have you made any decisions in that? No, uh, okay. I haven't made any decisions yet. Because I actually, I was just realizing I applied early, mm-hmm. like earlier than people usually apply. And I right. got my acceptances earlier than people usually get them. So now I'm kind of just waiting because they're, they're, they were giving acceptances and like inviting people to apply early. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to give us like our FAFSA whole financial aid folder thing until like March so I'm just waiting right now right, I can't right, make right. my decision until I know what's being offered basically so I'm kind of waiting yeah yeah that's also sound decision making is see what they're going to offer before you uh yeah you know because some people be like well I, regardless I'm gonna go here because this is where I always thought that I you know even if yeah, they don't none know. of them are my like dream schools so okay. it's like okay yeah yeah cool so um did you, uh, did you have, like, dream schools over here, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I really wanted to go to FAMU, yeah, but nice. um, it was, like, I was applying to, like, a whole bunch of HBCUs. It was five, I think, um, five HBCUs, and I pretty much liked all of them. But um, before I was applying, uh, I was, like, looking at my email one day because I was really, really stressed out about applications, like, it has been the most stressful thing ever, and I had barely started yet. Like, I was just, like, writing essays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it was so stressful and so complicated, and, like, the ACT and SATs kept getting um, 
push back and push back and push back. And mm-hmm. so it was just a lot going on. So I was like, I looked at my email and I was like, you know what? I noticed a lot of schools keep emailing me saying, please come to our school. Um, we'll give you a two week admission decision and you don't have to write an essay. You don't have to take the ACT or give us those scores and you'll automatically be considered for scholarships and stuff like that. I was like, let me actually look at these people really <laughs> quick because this seems way less stressful for me. Right. So I looked at all the colleges that had emailed me and I put them in like a spreadsheet type of thing. And mm-hmm. then I like decided what were the things that I were most important to me that the schools were offering and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I made the decision of three schools and I applied to them and I got into all of them. Dope. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank nice, you. Nice, <laughs> so yeah. that was how it worked. It was like I, I transitioned and I was like, uh, I'm going to look at these colleges that want me to come. Right, because right. that's just gonna be easier for me, and it's more likely that I'll actually go. Because when I was thinking about the like HBCUs and all those colleges and stuff, mm. I was like, I don't even know if I'm gonna end up like getting through this application process or like making the deadlines and stuff. So I was like, maybe I'll take a gap year. Like I didn't want to do that, so yeah. that's how I switched over to the other schools that were emailing me. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, and that's like a. A sound process, like in talking to you, like I, I uh, am, am getting like the impression of, of that's like the, the word that comes to mind is very grounded. You seem very, very grounded, and you have like a, a understanding that's um, I don't know. Would you say it's common to to people of your Me? generation? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. I wouldn't say right. it's common, no. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but but yeah, I don't think it's you know. I think that you. So, where, where, uh, what do you attribute that to? Like, what do you think it comes from? Like your level I, of just sensibility and things of that nature. Um, well, I don't know. Like, give me an example of what you mean about like. Like, like so, so um, having the wherewithal to say to take that process and um, and put it into uh, you know. Um, usable like a usable context like saying I made a spreadsheet and listed them all and went through them and made these decisions like these are skills that people like my age still don't have they be calling around friends what should I do should I do this as opposed to like you know critical thinking like putting it down and really thinking about who's the best what's the best decision for me even trying to make it as you know um, looking for something to make it not as you know to reduce the stress mm-hmm. as opposed to just dealing with it these are skills that a lot of people you know um, in, in your generation, I don't think, you know, they aren't as developed. And so I think in you, just in this conversation, I'm getting true. that they are more developed. So does that come from, like, your mom, or where does that come from? I think, I don't know. Oh, so when I went back to school, actually, that's when I started writing things down in my notes. Hmm. And so when I say spreadsheet, I mean, like, my notes, which you can do this thing where you, like, do columns and then, right. like, stuff like that. So it's kind of like that, but yeah. I made it seem more, like, sophisticated. But I started using my notes, really, when I went back to school. So mm-hmm. I can say that that was kind of, because the stress level of, like, the homework and stuff, I was trying to figure out how to do it. Right, so I was like, right. let me start writing down the stuff they're telling me I have to do so I don't forget it. And, mm-hmm. like, I saw nobody doing that in school. Exactly. And they would always come exactly. and be like, we had homework. I'm like, your grade is like an <laughs> F. Like, you don't care. Right, right. So, that's how I got into like the notes thing. So I, that's mm-hmm. a part of it, you know, like yeah. the sensibility yeah. or whatever. But I would say being homeschooled is the reason that I am like this because mm-hmm. I just have had the freedom to just develop. But I don't think it was from anybody though. I don't okay. know. Cause I'm, I don't, I'm interjecting. Okay. I'm interjecting. Yeah. 
I'm going to give a shout out to your mom. Okay. Because mm. she, you know, I'm sure she fucked up a lot. But what I do know is that she had an emphasis on both of y'all's education, you know, and. Uh, he means well. Oh, yeah, because you know my mom. Exactly. And I know you from when you were very small. So it's like, nah, I know she put a lot of effort and energy towards both of y'all's development and love that may have come across various ways Mm -hmm. but to Mm -hmm. you know if there's any greatness that is that is you know exposed in you i think your mom intentionally uh put energy into you and and, you know of course a lot of it is your own credit you developing into the person who you naturally are yeah but i think she puts you in a position for you to develop and figure things out and, and, yeah. and kept you away from the system that she knew, you know, yeah, she understood. Nice. And so it's like to, yeah. So Specifically, I, you know. Specifically, yeah. That's yeah. why I say yeah. homeschooling. Like, <laughs> yeah. that is, yeah. that was basically it. Like, that, or like unschooling even more so. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, just to be able to, like, have that freedom and, like, figure out what type of person I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But I was going to say, I don't think it's from anyone specifically the way I am as far as like writing things down in my notes and like that type of like organized type way that I do things. It's like a type something personality. I think it's like type A or something Mm -hmm. like that. I don't, I don't have anyone around me who's like that really. So that's why I say that I don't think it was like a influence type of thing with that type of specific personality. What's your sign, Gigi? Pisces. Pisces. Mm. <laughs> I don't actually. I actually don't like like Pisces. Other Pisces I meet though. What's, weird. What, what, uh, when is the uh, the dates of the Pisces? Um, February. Yeah, it's so. I think it starts like February twenty like sixth or something. Oh, so it's and like then it March. goes to like March like tenth. I don't know how long the, the okay. thing usually is. But yeah. Yeah, you like me. I just know that I'm a Leo, and that's all I know about it. I don't yeah. care about what other people. I didn't are. know you was a Leo. Yeah. I, uh, oh wow. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, even like um, like I said, taking taking the initiative or or having the 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 wherewithal to uh, try to um, kind of uh, mitigate your the level of stress. Like these are like skills that people. Like I said, I know people. Are, as, a, as my age, they still don't know how to effectively do that. And so the fact that you just um, re- recognize the stress and then we're able to come up with ways to, uh, you know, uh, just make things less stressful in your own life, that's, that's awesome. That's a skill. Like, hold on to that skill. Okay. Cultivate it. Keep it going. Um, I'm trying to think of what I would have, when I was 17, what I would like to hear from people as opposed to, like you said, the things <laughs> that people were just talking at you. Mm-hmm. But um, I can't think of anything right now. You guys got anything? I don't even know what you're talking about, Dave. Advice, advice that you would that you would Thank want your you. 17 year old self to know. That's, that's, that's not what he asked. That's, that's not that's not what he asked. That is what he asked. So when you were 17, there were things or uh, there were things that you wish people had said to you, like now knowing what you know and all of that. You know, like the question that I ask at the end, like oh yeah. yeah. So you know, was is there the anything? End? Well, it's close to the end. Okay, but uh, yeah. Oh, that's that's a question to me, Dave. So let me rephrase it because you were. What, what's the question, Dave? Yeah, let me, let me say it again. So, uh, Gigi knows what the question was. But anyway, what's the question, Gigi? Advice that you would have wanted to get when you were seventeen. Exactly. Oh, uh, advice that I would wanted to get. Or both uh, of them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. both. Of them. Jay, Jay goes first. He's the. I don't know. He's no. the go first. I know you don't know. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> Don't do that. See, turn on everybody. It's not just no. But go ahead. <laughs> I wish I would have heard when I was seventeen. Um. Well, I just I wish I would have been uh, politicized because you know I had a lot of confusion and was labeled, you know, bad. And a lot of my a lot of my you know uh, contradictions were just confusion. I was confused about what I was being told and what I was seeing. So okay. I don't know if if, it was, if there would have been like one specific thing that would have helped me when I was 17. But I, I just, I think would have, what would have been helpful is that if I would have been politicized or in an environment that I could get my questions answered that I had. You know, because I went okay. to Catholic school and, you know, I, was, I mm. grew up in Washington, D.C. So I saw so many contradictions that I had questions about. But all of the answers, you know, from my parents, from my school, from my uh, pastors at church were all a bunch of bullshit in comparison to what I was seeing with my own eyes. Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, I just, uh, well, I don't wish anything different, but I just think that would have given me a different perspective um, towards life. Because I I wouldn't change anything because I, I, I survived a lot of the wild shit that I that I went through so it's like I, I don't know if I would necessarily change anything but I guess in in keeping the same line with the questioning I politicize my children and kind of mm-hmm. tell them the truth about the society that surrounds them so that they won't be as confused as I was at 17 you know they'll they'll have a a better perspective of understanding what is surrounding them. So, I, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say or do anything different, but I just think, you know, I've taken that question and just morphed it into like, well, what are you going to do for your children that you right. feel that you didn't, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so that's... It's actually a good answer to the question that you didn't understand. So, uh, <laughs> Thank you, I'm Gigi. Really, and I'm really interested in hearing <laughs> Patrice just as a, as, a, uh, as a woman, as a black woman. Yeah, so... As, uh, you know, coming up what you heard and if there's any wisdom that maybe you can impart, you know, upon our guest here today. So my, my dad uh, was very pivotal in um, rearing me and uh, as... I guess being politicized and being in tune. Like I said, he was the person that gave me the lies my teacher told me when I was very young. Um, what's the what's the other book? Think big, think big, think think grow rich. He gave oh, me the that Napoleon book Hill joint. Yeah, 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 yeah. My father gave me that joint. Yeah, um, the journey of man. Like when I was very young, you know. So, um, I in that aspect, I, I don't. I don't uh, wish anything different on that part. One thing that I uh, will say as a woman is I wish that I had, well, I don't even like the word wish, but looking back, I would have appreciated uh, more knowledge of self as a woman, meaning like, you know, how to move when I was younger and, you know, as it relates to young men, um, just, you know, really just kind of being in tune with my emotions as they relate to, you know, how I moved throughout high school or, you know, as a young teenager, um, you know, 
instances that you experience that might not be favorable, you know, whether, you know, now that's the strong word is trauma. I wouldn't call all of my experience experiences trauma, but really learning how to navigate through my own emotions um, while also gaining a better understanding of myself as a woman, um, you know, and also as it relates to, you know, the, the union of a man and woman. Um, you know, I'm just scratching the surface, but we're all adults here. We kind of know what I'm talking about. <laughs> She's not an adult. She is. She should be an adult in a few months. When's your when birthday? You said we're February. all adults here. She she got yeah. about four months, five months. And then we'll months. be all adults here. All right. He, he's being <laughs> factual. It's a matter of sorry about these facts. I'm sorry. Sorry about the facts. I'm so, well, like I, I said, my son will be 15 his birthday, and I tell him now, son, is when you you a man now. Like the yeah. uh, uh, the society is in society, you are a man right now. Like right now. So you are a woman. Like right now, I'm pretty sure your mom talks to you like that. Like she tries to make sure you're in tune with self and you, you know, yeah. So that's what I'm saying from, you know, from when I was your agent, even before, you know, we're just kind of, you know, boys are told, you know, don't deal with girls and, you know, watch out. And girls are like, don't, but nobody like really talks to us about um, how we coexist, um, you know, behaviorally. So do you think that um, that sometimes parents wait too long to get into the intricacies of relationships? Absolutely. As opposed to just saying, oh, you know, don't worry about that till you're older. And well, meanwhile, yeah. you know, you're trying stuff out, you know. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, I think yeah. I think it should start at a very, very young age and not even about relationship, meaning intimate uh, sexual relationship. I'm talking about even the intimacy. Intimacy is not necessarily phys yeah. physical, right. right? And so you talk mm -hmm. about the even, and that's why a lot, so many studies are done, you know, and, and, and you guys take so many tests in school when you're in second, third, fourth, fifth grade, because that's when they start to, un to, to study or, or really hone in on the masculine and feminine energy and how it, you know, how it works out in the classroom, whether it's mm -hmm. the level of intelligence or how you interact. And I don't think that we focus on that enough at home with our children. Like, so I wish I would have had. But my mom, you know, people really didn't, we don't know to do that. I think we're coming in at the age or we're in an age now where we are seeking knowledge. Well, most people, mm. some, not everybody is. But we're, we're able to seek knowledge and we have more access to information than, say, our parents or our grandparents had. So they move differently. But I think we should really start... Um, you know, people talk about, you know, sex education and that sort of thing. We first have to uh, teach our children how to understand mac um, feminine and masculine energy and how it intertwines and how it will intertwine the rest of their life. Yeah, okay. yeah that's, uh, well, that's, that's deep. Yeah, I know some people, yeah, <laughs> some grown folks who, you know, um, a specific person who I had a conversation with who didn't know the difference between intimacy and sex. Like, when you talk about intimacy, just assume that's what it, you know, was, and that's, um... I don't have COVID. Bless you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you okay? You good over there? I'm good. Jay, you put your mask on? Or? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Jay! You... <laughs> Really? That's, uh, oh. <laughs> the shenanigans that goes on. Anyway, <laughs> Gigi, thank you so much. This has been so enlightening. It's uh, um, I'm Nigga just gonna sneeze right next to me. I ain't think I ain't gonna put my mask on. Wow. Shit. <laughs>
I'm out here. It's the mask now. Please. Yeah, we out here. <laughs> but anyway, I'm like sorry. I said, thank you so much for hanging out with us today <laughs> and, uh, and sharing your insights and information with us. We appreciate it. Um, okay. Did you want to talk? Uh, tell people about the website so they can oh, check yeah. it out. Um, Which one do you want to uh, throw out there for everyone to? Uh, The abundance is my birthright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I was like, John. Okay. Okay. So she worried about that sneeze. I deal with it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Suspect. Um, Abundance is our birthright. Is the website my mom (laughs) created, Um, and it's a lot about me on there. it's a lot about me on there and then the different websites that I've made and my mom has made and my sister has made and stuff like that. They're all connected on there. Okay. Um, and then also she has a um, black African black business directory, I think she calls it, mm-hmm. where she puts together like a whole bunch of different businesses and different like categories of like different stuff, like people who like sell shea butter or sell classes on how to do something and stuff like that. So that's what she like. Basically, she put together Abundance is Our Birthright as like a, a place where all the stuff comes yeah, together. Love, so yeah. yeah. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And that's a, Abundance is Our Birthright, and yes. right is spelled R I T E. Yeah. And that's dot com, right? Yes. Yeah. I think so. But if that doesn't work. Try, or try the other ones. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's right dot com. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, it's pretty I think dope, that's uh, what we usually do. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a very dope website. You guys check it out. Like she said, it's um, it's it's basically a hub for all of the uh the, right. the cool that's stuff the that she does, for. all mm-hmm. the cool stuff that her mom and her sister does, and uh, so yeah, check it if out. If I if I come out with any other businesses, um, then I might um, then she would put it on there. So. That's right, the right. best way to figure out what's going on with us and stuff like that. Dope, dope. Do you plan on coming out with anything? Do you have anything in the works? I don't know. I mean, it would be, right now, it would be more of like a reselling sort of thing. That's okay. kind of, I was kind of already looking into that, like mm. selling kits of things. I'm not going to go too much into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, don't let people stay at Yeah, but yeah, it's it would be more like a reselling thing right now. Okay. Like stuff I'm into and I feel like people my age like like right. cosmetic and stuff like that cool, cool so yeah cool. so but then yeah, also you never know i might it. make something that has to do with animals too so that'll be dope mm-hmm. that'll be dope look man good luck in everything that Thank you're you. that you're doing and that you're going to do um just in having a conversation with you i feel like i've met you before but it, it, even still so. just in having conversation this conversation with you i get the impression that you're going to do well Thank you. in life like you have um uh, dope personality and a dope mom that uh you know <laughs> like Jay said has put a lot into uh helping you progress to the yeah. point where you know uh where you are and um and you built like an amazing um uh, arsenal of 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 tools to survive in this world like I get that from talking to you yeah. too so Thanks. uh keep it going don't lose that drive that's your superpower okay uh stay on it and uh yeah uh thank you guys so much for checking out another okay. episode of the neighborish live cast on behalf of myself, uh, Fruit Fit. Fruit Fit. I'm Jay sorry, I'm trying to talk to them. <laughs> no, that's cool. What you gonna say, Jay? I just said Fruit Fit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, he was just doing the ad lib. I can't do this. I'm, just, I'm doing my ad lib. <laughs> <laughs> he mad because I sneeze inside. Anyway, but yeah, uh, on behalf of those people and the awesome DG, <laughs> thank you guys for checking us out. Uh, we'll be back next week with more conversation, more uh, fun, and more information. Uh, yeah, you guys have a great week, and uh, check us out next week. Yeah, peace. peace. Bye, y'all.